there are other things that you can do to just help nurture your mind because that is something that you still have control over even when you're limited from doing like other things. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Sweat. My name is Alex Weister and I'm your host. That clip was from our guest today, Tony Kenger. Tony was a collegiate soccer player turned distance runner. Getting into the sport of running unexpectedly led her to a new career and passion as she's now the co-founder of the running coaching business, Relentless Runners. When she's not running, she's enjoying her sneaky side passion of cooking, watching her husband play baseball, and snuggling with her fur baby Brooks. Our conversation really focuses on injury and coming back from injury. Not every injury is the result of a fall or an epic crash. Chronic injuries and pain are a real thing, and so often we attempt to push through this pain and discomfort. I've been there too. Totally understand. Tony recently underwent ankle surgery and she shares her story on this whole thing of how she first injured the ankle all the way to why she finally years later decided to get surgery. Just a heads up, we do curse in this episode and talk about our dogs a lot. Here's my conversation with Tony Kenger. Being injured as a runner is something that I struggled with a lot, and it wasn't until more recently that I finally got answers. So it was actually over two years ago that I was out running in the snow with like some friends, and it was February, so it might be like three years because it was 2019. So I was out running with friends, and then I rolled my ankle. Like we stopped at a curb, like at a stoplight or whatever, um, and I like rolled off the curb because I didn't see that there was a curb there. And it was one of those things where it hurts, and you're like, "All right, count to ten. <laughs> and then I finished my run, and it still like hurt, but then it was fine, and everything was fine. Then after that, like I was able, I was in the middle of like training for a half marathon. Um, I think it was Pittsburgh, and it was like two weeks later that I was doing a workout on the treadmill because it's it was snowing. And then I started to have pain in the back of my kind of like Achilles area. It was this weird spot like behind my ankle, but near the Achilles. And I have had Achilles tendonitis before. So I was like, oh, crap, like, here we go again, like, but the other side. um, And so I was like working with the people that I normally go to for like, ART, soft tissue work, sports chiropractic work, all that stuff. So they had been like working on things. And it just like, and then I, that was for a short period of time, went away for baseball season with my husband, which that's always hard because you have to find like your new people, like your new doctors, your new like running routes, like literally everything. So just as I started working on that, like we left and it was just this back and forth thing of like trial and error uh, since then, really. I got an MRI and it said that I just had some fluid in my ankle joint. And when I came back after the season, I got a PRP injection, which ended up not working for me. I know that it's like a 50-50 shot. And then again, it was just like, I'd have moments where things felt fine. Like it was always like a pain that never was too bad that it stopped me from running. And my doctors always gave me the green light of like, it's just something you have to maintenance, you know, like make sure you do this, this and that. And like, come on, come back to us like regularly, like, or as you need to, if I want to schedule like an appointment every other week or monthly or whatever. So that was kind of my mindset of like, oh, eventually this will get better. And it was the beginning of last year that that was my year. That's when things started to turn. I was like, all right, I need to like 
lock it in in every aspect of my training because as we know as runners it's like it's not just the running that helps us like work towards our goals it's like and keep us healthy and strong it's all those other avenues like the nutrition the strength training sleep recovery like all of it is equally important mental health like mindset all of that stuff I went like all in and that was kind of like my theme of 2021 is like all in. So like I started working with a personal trainer because I was like, if I'm lifting, I want to make sure that I have proper form. I'm learning how to do things the right way. I want to show up. I want to make sure I'm doing it consistently because I am a coach and I'm also the type of person that like, I will like push off strength (laughs) and the time comes I do my run. I'm like, I'm tired. I don't want to do this. And I know the benefits. And so I needed that. I knew I needed that accountability. And for the first time, I like acknowledged that like about myself. So did that work with a nutritionist and I had been working like with a running coach and stuff too. Yeah. I just was like really crossing my T's and dotting my I's and things just like still like I would get better and stronger. And I would get to the point where like I'm built, my coach is building me so damn slow, like with my training, you couldn't do it any slower than what she was doing. So it was very conservative and like, I would get to the place where I felt like I was as fit as I could, I ever was before. And then my ankle would like flare up again. So that's when I hit this point, like fast forward, it was the summertime and this past summer and I had like a left hamstring thing pop up and like, damn, and it's the opposite side of my ankle. And I was like, well, this is annoying. And I had a hamstring thing before. And I was just like, you know what? I still have this ankle thing. Let's not ignore this, Tony, that you've been dealing with this still. And you're just trying to like work through all these migrating things, which is, it's weird, especially when you are doing all the right things and that stuff still is still happening. Something is wrong. Like something is really wrong. And the best advice I ever got, which is what actually helped me make a decision about getting surgery eventually is take a step back and look at things as like factual, remove the emotion out of everything that I've been through for the last couple of years, uh, the people that I have have tried to help me like get back to where I am and just look at things as they are. And I was like, I'm still dealing with this ankle thing two years later. I'm experiencing migrating injuries. Things are not getting better. I've been wanting to train for a half or a full marathon, literally anything. And I haven't been able to get to the starting line shit needs to change. So that's when I went back and decided to get a follow-up MRI on my ankle. Cause I was like, all right, well, I'm letting my hamstring rest and like feel better. I'll look at my ankle. So I got an MRI. It came back and showed that I had two full chronic tears in my ATFL, my CFL, which are lateral, more lateral ligaments in your ankle. And I kind of felt like, a, I'm not going to lie, because I can't have this, I kind of felt like a badass. I was like, damn, I got like two chronically torn ankles and I've been like running all this time and it didn't even hurt that bad. I later found out they're just really stretched out. They're not torn. So that's why I didn't hurt that bad. But, but yeah, so I found that out. And then that's when I scheduled appointments with different doctors. Um, um, I had a, I was away in Kansas City, not home in Pittsburgh at the time. So I had a virtual appointment with my orthopedic surgeon to he looked at my MRI and was the one who told me like they're really stretched out it's like a stretched out slinky um which is why your ankle is not stable at all it's not ruptured meaning it's not torn so for him he was surgery is the route and then my sports med doc from back home I had a meeting with him because it was recommended to like talk to multiple people and stuff I had spoken with him and he he was convinced he was like listen I know that they're not, there's no way that they are like torn. And he gave me, I forget some of the sciencey things that he said, but he is like a very well-known sports med doc. And he's been a doc. He went to, was a doctor at the Tokyo Olympics, 
is a runner himself, works with a lot of athletes. Um, and so I was like, all right. He was like, I want you to come home. I want to do like, I want to use the ultrasound to look at things, do a PRP injection or something, and then see if in some PT and see if that helps. So like, okay. So I scheduled an appointment and like that next week I flew home <clears throat> or drove home. And then that's when I started the PT thing. I did that for like six weeks. I had my PRP and I just remember like having one of those, like I was starting running again after like my PT and I just remember like going out for a run and I was on my favorite path that's along one of the rivers in Pittsburgh. And it was a three mile run and it was September. I looked at it yesterday, actually September 20th. And I remember getting back and being like, I still feel my ankle. <laughs> and it was like the, it was the, a very hard moment of just feeling like defeated of like, ah, oh, pardon my language. I put so <laughs> that's what went through my head is like I have spent so much money I have spent so much time so much emotional energy um it like for the last several years and like I have not like it's like I haven't moved forward at all and I've tried so hard like that this like last year more than like any year before even training for stuff and that going back to what I was saying about needing to take a step back and like, look at things. Okay. It's like time to do surgery. So that's when I decided to do that. And honestly, like I, it was the biggest relief for me to make that decision at the same time, because I did know that I tried everything um, in my power to like heal this some other way and like get better. And it's just like, that's just something that I need. So that's what allowed me to kind of make that decision. So I got that in November and have been in the middle of PT since. So it's been like four months since I've ran, which is crazy. But, but yeah, that's like, it's very long winded story, but it was, it's so much more than like, I did this and then I needed this. And then here I am now. It was like a really emotionally like draining kind of like long winded experience in a way. Well, and I feel like so many injuries happen that way and because it's never just the physical injury. There's a whole emotional side to the injury as well. So trying to, you know, accept, I think acceptance is probably the first step, but even with that is like saying, all right, like this isn't just a count to 10 moment. This mm -hmm. is something because I mean, we all know we, and I think especially when you are a coach, sometimes taking our own advice is the hardest thing. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, we preach other people, you know, chronic injuries can happen and how do you prevent it? And then, you know, when you're experiencing yourself, it's like, all right, I need to take that step back. So you scheduled surgery and then now you're post-op. How are you feeling? <laughs> <laughs> Good. I went through, I was like telling you before when we were like talking that, there was like a period of time that I was actually, I was fine at first because I was like, I got surgery. This is great. And it was more of the excitement of like, I did this, this part of everything is like behind me. And then it was more my husband that brought to my attention that I was turning into like a demon child. So like my, my mood was changing and I could feel it. But it it was just, it was different. And it's like, I was constantly irritable and 
short-tempered is not like the right word. Irritable is like the word. I was constantly irritable with like everything, not just him, but just everything and more stressed and even started to get in my own head about things. And just as like side note to that is I did find out early, early in the year, it's February. So that would be the fall. (laughs) It's only been two months. But I found out in the fall that I have PMDD, which is basically like the week leading up to your period, your hormones go into a certain space where you basically have like clinical depression and anxiety, like the week leading up to your period. And then once you have your period, you're like all fine and dandy. So I would have like these huge emotional swings leading up to it. And then finally found out a reason why. So I've been taking medicine for that and that's been helping. So knowing that that was out kind of in control. And then I was still like feeling this way. I was getting a little concerned. Crap, maybe like that method and like what I'm doing isn't working. Like maybe I need to speak with someone. And I was going back and forth with my husband because I would just get, again, like I just really wasn't myself. And then it got to a point where my husband thought that I wasn't like happy with him because he was, are you happy? Like, because you just seem, if we go out and do something and you're in like a great mood and we come back and it just, it just wears off, not yourself. And him and I have been together for 10 years. So like, he knows me and he knows how I normally am. And finally, and I was like an emotional wreck because I'm like, shit, I felt like I kept like fucking up. Like every time I would like snap at him or get frustrated. And then finally we had like a talk because I snapped at him outside of Chipotle, which should never happen. Like that's like your everyone's happy place. You're outside of Chipotle. You're about to go get your burrito or burrito bowl. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we sat in the car and I was like, when did all of this start? Because for me, it's one of those things that I would just say something and then not, it's like, it would just like come out and not that it was the worst thing, but still just not how I normally am. And he was just like, well, it was kind of like a month. It started started slowly, like a month before your surgery. And then really like after your surgery is when it was, when it really started. He was, yeah, the happiest I've ever, like I ever have seen you. And as a any significant other, or even like family, friends, like people that you're really close with and spend a lot of time with, when people are in marathon training or half marathon training, they like don't love it sometimes. They like support what you're doing, but like all your time and energy that goes into training, they're like annoyed with it. So with that being said, he was like, I know how I feel about you when you're marathon training, but damn, like I've never seen you happier than when you are doing that, when you're training just in general. And then a light bulb went off for the two of us. Wow, I think this is from like not exercising. (laughs) And that's why like I've been feeling the way that I've been feeling. And it was honestly, again, big relief for me because I was, again, I was getting really concerned. And even for him, it was like, oh, okay. So from there, like we, he had to keep me accountable because I had just gotten cleared to uh, be out of my boot at that time when we were having that conversation. And we're like, all right, we're going to make it a point, go for walks get out like there's a gym across from our loft building from where we like live so like go do your PT out there plan things you know get out and like move around a lot more so and we went for a walk that you know that day like once we got home so it that was the first time that I realized it makes sense why doctors always recommend people to do exercise not just for physical health for mental health like that was the first time I experienced that because I guess like for me you know I did have ACL surgery when I was in college So I don't remember like how I was thinking, feeling and stuff then, which it's been 11, no, 12, like a really long time since I got surgery then. But um, 
but yeah, like it was, I've never experienced that before. Wow. This really does. It does affect my mood. And that was just the craziest thing for me. Well, I think that just brings up like a huge point too, is that mind body connection and how much when we do move our bodies and we're so used to moving our bodies that when we stop, it's not, it has nothing to do with fitness. It's just, you know, part of it's probably routine. And I don't know about like for you, but for me, like that morning cardio session, that's my meditation in the morning. Like that sets up everything else for the rest of the day. Because I also know like I now taking care of myself and met my needs for the day and got my bit of happiness. And now I can move forward with everything else. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, it was crazy. So I wish like for anybody listening to this too, if they're like in a phase of they're not able to exercise or exercise as often as something that's really good for them is just trying to find a creative way. And that's what I wish that I had done sooner. Cause I also, I don't know, I feel like a part of me probably knew that I'm like, I'm not doing anything. There are things that I can be doing right now. And I just chose not to. And that wasn't good for me, obviously at the time. And I did do little things. I like to journal in the morning, but even that became something that I, I usually do that every day almost every day, we'll say on average five to six times a week. But I even like stopped doing that. And literally, I don't journal for hours, I do it for like five minutes. But those like little it's like those little things that like really help or like you said, the not that you're saying um, you do med- like meditation, but like, if you can't go out and physically move, there are other things that you can do to just help nurture your mind, because that is something that you still have control over, even when you're limited from doing like other things, you know? For athletes, we always focus on whatever sport it is we're doing, whether it's running, cycling, whatever. And that when you're coming post-injury, and I mean, I've been, I haven't had surgery in a while. I think the last time I had surgery was 2004. So what did you have surgery on? I had foot surgery, bunion surgery. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. And this was, I haven't had it. I have friends who have though. Oh my God. Honestly, they told me I had to have the other foot. I wear a brace on the other foot a couple times a month now to do that because for that it was like, I've, I mean, I've torn my meniscus. I've broken my wrist and like tore the tendon in my wrist before. Yeah. And I was like, nothing was like that, that post-op. And I mean, at that point I was only 18. So you're also limited at what your resources are and how to even vocalize half the stuff because you're like, well, this is what they said I had to do. Mm -hmm. But I think it's one of those things that so many doctors and it probably is changing a little bit more, but I think even our society can do more is what are those mental aspects, especially for anyone coming up post-op that it's not just here's your physical therapy. Here's also your mental therapy for your mental wellness during this time, because there does come a point when all of a sudden physical therapy ends. And then you're kind of like, now what? Now I'm on my own. And then sometimes you get that fear of even what if this happens again, or what if something goes wrong? And that's constantly through going through your head. And you're like, um, no one helped me prepare for this part. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, um, I know it's just, it's like each phase, each phase of like your healing journey with an injury, we'll say, for example, it's, it's not like you get to that next phase and it's not like, oh, now I can like take a deep breath. It's like each phase has its own really big challenges. Cause even for me, like I told you, 
on Tuesday is when my PT said that I get to test out running again for the first time in four months I haven't ran. So, so excited, but it's not, all right, as of Tuesday, I'm back. Like, no, like there's going to be a whole grind because just like to get to where I am now, it was a grind of like, things were painful at first and ached and it took a weeks for things to feel better doing fucking like picking up marbles with my toes <laughs> and putting it in the bag. <laughs> but now, and then with running, I know I'm going to experience those same things. So things are going to feel achy. Uh, and she even told me that don't be afraid of that. You're going to be going through kind of like the growing pains of doing this again. And it'll be the same thing eventually when I start training for something again and stuff. But it's like each phase is very mentally difficult. And like you said, those fears that come up are so real all the time. I don't want this to happen again. Or what if something else happens? It's yeah, it's hard. I know. And it's hard sometimes not to spiral down that because you want to stay positive, be focused on what is in front of you. So trying not to go down that rabbit hole is always so difficult. Exactly. What are some things that you mentioned walking that you've been walking? And I think walking is definitely underrated. It is. Yeah, it is so underrated. <laughs> I know. But I have been walking and my dog, like I have a dog, I want to talk about our labs. The hashtag, would you say hashtag like yellow lab? Yellow labs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, so obviously he wants to like roll in the snow right now more than he wants to walk. It's nice like yeah. with where we are because we are, we're in this city in Pittsburgh there's like people around and it's just like a different kind of energy that I think I need to. So yeah, I've been like prioritizing walks. And when I do my PT stuff, going to again, like the gym across the street, that's really helpful. I have been getting and I kind of treat that as like a workout, um, just because that is kind of I'm doing more strength focused stuff too. So it does like feel like a workout. And I'm now I'm, you know, able to do like, um, even like go on the bike and things like that. So I have been cleared to do a little bit more, which helps. But besides that, I've gotten back to journaling, even like my sleep. So for a while, I was just letting myself like because I work from home. And a lot of my calls that I have with my athletes are like later on the day during the week, except for Fridays, I was just like letting myself sleep until I woke up just because I knew my body was like healing from something. But then I like kept that trend. Like once it was to a point where it's like, all right, like you're getting enough sleep, you can get up. But even like recently within the last like week, <laughs> as silly as it sounds, but like I've been setting an alarm earlier, which it's like I'm rested by that time. And just like getting up, it makes me feel more how you talk about routine, just I'm in more of a routine, I'm feeling more productive. And what I keep trying to tell myself by like doing that is I'm slowly training my body to get used to waking up earlier to like create more time for when I am going to start like running again because I'm used to not necessarily scheduling time working out as much so it's those little things that give me it makes me feel like I'm working towards something and then even um I'm like spiritual so I like to do I like to get Reiki done so I have someone that for a while I was doing like remote sessions since I couldn't drive there for a bit and then I got COVID after the holidays um when like so many people did but I ended up getting that. So I couldn't go for a while, but I just started going back like in person, which I'll, I'm probably going to do like every other week. And that's just kind of a really nice, like stress relief connection thing that I like to do too. So I'm really trying to like hone back into those things that I know that make me happy and prioritize that. And just when people are running and sometimes it can be hard to get out the door to like get that run in, but they know they're happy when it's done. 
I'm trying to channel that same energy with just, like I said, like walking and like those other forms of like movement right now. And I think that's, instead of being like jealous or seeing something that like changing that mindset saying, well, right now we're just, this is how we're doing. This is the thing that we're doing versus this thing. They're all the similar, they all get the job done and it's okay to switch what we're doing. We don't need to do the same thing. We can take a break. Yeah, exactly. No, 100%. Exactly. But yeah. And the break is in the same way, like even though it has been really hard and I just was talking about this, like this last week is it's also been really nice and it's brought me a sense of like gratitude for the time that I have. Like I get to have extra time relax in the morning. Like normally when I am in a more like structured routine, I do get my runs done in the morning. So it's like I get up and it's like the run and all that is like the focus first thing. And then everything comes else af- comes after that, which it's like, I'm still like prioritizing myself in a way, but it's just my slow mornings where I get to drink coffee for two hours, make my fancy breakfast and make my food look all fancy, which cooking is something that I like love to do so much. So that's been like another thing that I have been putting time and effort in new recipes and things like that. But, but yeah, like just enjoying that extra time or like, during the day, because my days aren't as packed right now, going on walks with my husband outside. And you know, this is our first year that in a long time that I won't be traveling with him for baseball seasons, being able to like spend that quality time with him, you know, before he leaves in a few months for the season and stuff too. So trying to like, again, change my mindset of ah, enjoy the calm before this positive storm, but like the storm of when everything like picks up again. Well, and one thing I think that I saw you mention this week and that you've been talking about is base building. And I think so many of us get in this constant mode of go, 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 compete, 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 that taking then a step back and just saying, what are the foundations? What are the fundamentals of what I'm doing? Because especially coming back from an injury or even taking a break, say after a race, you know, you're not just jumping back into where you were. So focusing on that base building and incorporating things like strength training and other forms of cross training, I think are so underutilized probably. Yes. Oh my gosh, so much. But I loved what you said earlier this week on Instagram about base building. And I was like, this is, I mean, also I feel like lip, this is probably something that's built in for some of us that live in places where it does get really snowy. And I mean, I don't have access to a treadmill. So if the weather's not great outside, um, I'm not running outside. Yeah. That was literally me until a year ago too. Cause it was the same thing that, I mean, we were in Florida for a couple like off seasons, but like, other than that, like we were always in Pittsburgh's and I didn't have a treadmill either. And I could like drive to a gym that was like 10 minutes, away, but when the roads are that bad, you don't want to go anywhere. But yeah, I, that what kind of like inspired that uh, whole like conversation was this program that we did, but more so conversations with athletes, which I'm sure you have the same ones with, with yours, where people get so excited about training for races, which I get it, especially it's also hard when people enter the lotteries for like the big races and it just doesn't work out. Like maybe the one that they're doing, like I have an athlete who signed up for Atlanta, which is like coming up soon. And then she got into some like really early fall races and initially had some goals where she wanted to focus on building up her like mileage a little bit more um, going into the next marathon training. But because of timelines and stuff, it's, she doesn't have as much time 
in order to do that. So there are situations that are like, okay, you got to work with what you got. But then there's other times where people are like, I want to race like (laughs) constantly throughout the year. And like, there's no time to come up for air. Or like you said, they come up for air, they recover. And then basically after two weeks, they're getting back into it. And that's not like good long-term. You can probably get away with that for, what do you think? Like a year, maybe like two training cycles. And then you're like burnt out. Yeah. And then the older you get, the harder. Oh yeah, you like, can. <laughs> that just, I'm like, yeah, um, maybe I could have done, well, I, I'm like, I know I did that in my late twenties. Yeah. yeah. Now? <laughs> Absolutely no. no way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. I was, yeah. I feel the same way. Even with, um, I saw somebody else share and she's a coach as well. Who was it? I can't remember, but she was just, she's in her, uh, in her thirties, like maybe mid thirties, but she was saying how she, she's been like building after having a baby. And she has been feeling like she had like a couple days where she needed like extra recovery. And she's like, I don't know if it's, I'm just not 25 anymore. Or it's like, because of being postpartum, like, Oh, heard that. Like with the 25 thing, the stuff I would get away with when I was training for races in my twenties is just, I don't know. It's just, it's terrifying to think about. Oh yeah. I'm pretty sure when, right. When I turned 30, I like ran a marathon and then probably less than a month later ran a half and PR'd in that half. And there's no way I would be able to do that. I did something very similar. Yeah. No. My body would just, my body would like be on the brink of falling apart at like after the marathon. So (laughs) I can't even, I did that once before too. There's this race in Pittsburgh in November. It's the 10 miler. And I did that. I ran Chicago and it's like November 2nd or something like that. And a month later I, I raced, um, the 10 miler and yeah, I don't know how, I don't know. It's, we're crazy. Can't do that anymore. (laughs) I mean, Obviously, like you have to have everything keyed in. I mean, even looking at Shane for like how many marathons she ran this fall back to back, but she had a whole team behind her making sure that like her nutrition was on point and that body work was on point and all these things were there because you need it to be because you can't just like. You can't just go out and yeah, do that. I completely agree. I didn't think about that too, but it's so true. Yeah. And that's even like people who just in general, like the the time commitment and energy that goes into training for a race. I think sometimes people don't realize there are so many of those other things that you do need to make time for in your training too. Like, again, it's not just the running, but like you need to needing to strength train. And then also like the soft tissue works. If you can see someone like once a month, just because I think people underestimate especially when you do have like a little bit of experience, maybe you ran like a half marathon, like you creeped up in those bigger distances and stuff. Um, but you don't realize your body's breaking down a lot whenever you're training for something like that. And there's a lot of, a lot of important things that need to be put into place if you want to like work towards those even like greater, you know, even not greater, but like bigger things. Yeah. And especially, I think that it's also bring this back to age one more time if you want to do something for the longevity of your life and continue to do it because I think so many people are always like oh well my knees or the something comes up or that chronic injury really does eventually become a problem if you're not taking care of yourself in the beginning and trying to address the issue earlier it's gonna become mm-hmm. a bigger issue down the road 100 percent. it's more than just logging so it's the hard part because sometimes we do get so focused on that And then when we do get injured or, you know, have babies and do these things, there's these whole processes that come back. 
But I think just like everything else, everything happens in a cycle, training cycles, breaks, Mm -hmm. go on vacation and don't work out. (laughs) Like it's okay. It's not going to change your fitness. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be fine. It'll feel hard for like a week when you start again and then you'll be okay. I always think back to, I listened to this it may have been the Joe, I think it was the Joe Rogan podcast. It was a while ago, but Matt Frazier, the, he's retired now, um, but the CrossFit athlete who's won the game four times or something crazy. But he was even talking about his post games recovery. And he's like, I don't do shit for an entire month. And Joe Rogan was like, oh, do you like go on walks? And he's like, nope, absolutely nothing. And then he was like, the four weeks, like when he, once he starts again, the first four weeks suck. Like they are hard. Like everything feels hard. He says he was like, I was on the assault bike for, I forget how long compared to like what he normally does. And it's like doing like half the time that he normally does was just like the most painful thing ever. But then after it's like, come like week five, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine again. Like everything is, everything's good or things like start to click. And then it comes back like really quickly. I just think that that taking that time away, even if it's not that much time off, but just like taking that time away for the hard training to not be the focus is the hard part for so many people. Cause like you said, you're scared of, you work so hard to like build up to the fitness that you're at. And you're so scared that that's just going to be like taken, but people don't realize it's normal for things to kind of feel hard at first when you start again. And then, and then it, it, everything again, like it comes back so fast and it takes so long to really lose all of your fitness. So. And muscle has memory. It does. Yeah. Yep. It's so true. I don't know the, I don't know the science behind it, but I know it exists. <laughs> I feel it. I've, I'm sure we both have felt it like on numerous occasions where my body knows how to do this. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's great. Where I'm like, wait a second. Oh, yep. I'm like, I don't even need to think about this. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. body knows where, where it's going. Yeah. So we're going to detour a little bit and talk about our four-legged friends. I always joke with my roommate. I'm like, she's like, who are you talking to? And I'm like, the dogs. <laughs> so we um both have yellow labs and <laughs> yeah. they're wonderful creatures. <laughs> I'm staring at him as he lays on the couch right now, sleeping like a weirdo. It's fun. I know. Ours are passed up because like you said, the snow's been here and like trying to keep them inside the house is like. <sighs> the hardest thing we're like can you shut the door because we do have a backyard but the dog they just want to be out there yeah in the snow and we're like what about shutting the door when you come back in oh my gosh like we have to allot so much extra time right now for walks because they like yesterday when we took we just went on a walk and it was nice to be like god there's a coffee thing like coffee shop like right there mm-hmm. we're like we'll get a little coffee go on a walk Rick gets his snacks everywhere he goes because like down in the lobby they have dog treats it's nice all the like front desk people are like super it's a very dog friendly building which is really nice all the people that work there or work here have treats like in their pockets so all the dogs are obsessed with like the same three people um that they constantly see but anyways sidetrack at the coffee shop they also have dog treats where he like puts his little feet up and gets his snacks But then like there's this just area of snow of just like perfectly untouched snow and he just like rolls in it like with the leash on for a good like five minutes. And then the smells, I don't understand the smells, like how that changes from grass. Does that happen to you too? Where it's like, what do you, 
you just want to like touch it with your face or do you actually smell something? (laughs) I'm like, I have no idea. And like, why are both of you like nose to nose, like at this one spot? Yeah. What is it that I don't, what was here? Yeah. I don't see anything here. Like there's no pee, but like something obviously was there. Yeah. (sighs) I don't know. It's hard. There, but I feel like dogs, dogs in general, they make life so much more fun. And I mean, especially as an athlete, my dog, Nala used to run with me all the time. She's now too old for that. And how long, how old is she again? She's 11. Oh, so she'll be 12 this summer, but she doesn't have any cartilage in one of her knees anymore. So, but she trained with me for my first two marathons. Really? Mm -hmm. What runs would she go with you? Like what distances would she run with you on average? Her, she would come out. I think the longest one she ever did was about 10 miles. Wow. That's awesome. So she now, sometimes we have gone on like a quarter of a mile run, just like around the Mm -hmm. little park at the end of our block because she thinks she's still. That's the hard part as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. She wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, (laughs) then she's like, no, actually I didn't want to do this. And there are some mornings where like, I'll run, I'll go out for a run. And when I'm coming back, my roommate's going out for a walk with the dogs and she'll see me and be like, "Mm, yeah, no, I don't want to (laughs) go. I'm just going to go home and get a treat. I was wondering, is that going to be me? Yeah. Is that going to be me when I'm older? Like with running, like, ah, been there, done that. I'm good. No, no, I want to be that. I want to be that old person that like is cruising still when I'm older. I remember during my first marathon, the woman pacing, the group I was running or the like time I was running with, she was 65. She had done this multiple times. I was just like, I was just turning 30. And I was like, I'm dying. And you're here having a full on conversation with me. And I'm like, when I grow up, I want to be like you. Yeah. That's my goal. I want to be you. That's amazing. Uh, I'm so jealous that um, your dog, though, like what's her name? Nala. Mm-hmm. yeah that she like ran with you more like brooks in the beginning because he's seven now so like in the beginning his first few like we'll say first three years he would come with me sometimes he just like never i could just tell he just never enjoyed it like he got up to four miles i think he was three maybe when mm-hmm. he did that and then that's when he went into retirement because i was like there's no i then would try to do their you know, during marathon training that you get super, you get to that phase of training where like, you're just over it. And you just want, it's like right before taper where it's like, and kind of in taper where you're like, I just want the race to like happen (laughs) at this point. And I would always run part of my run, like those mid distance days during the week that you don't have anything like no speed work or anything to like occupy your mind. It's just miles. And I would do some by myself and then go pick up Brooks, even for like one of those miles, because it makes it more fun for you. And they get excited. Like, that's the one thing where God, if you were a human, I wish I could tell you, like, you know how excited you are when you finish doing this, just like people do. It's like they don't want to do it. They're kind of not feeling it at first. Then when they're done, they're like happy. Cause when he was finished with his runs, his butt wiggles all the time, but it has like you'd think he was about to break his back because he's like, I did it. Like, look at me. But yeah, but he's in the retirement, so mm-hmm. now we just do yeah. walks. But he sprints around still at the dog park. And that's where I'm like, you could be doing this, but it's fine. I've like, just if I ever become a parent of humans someday, will not force it on him. So I just put that into practice with my dog right now. 
Well, and I think that's in general, like sometimes like with humans with that, like forcing anyone into anything is hard. You can't force anyone to do anything. And even with the dogs, I mean, I probably, I started running with Nala because when she was like four, because that's when I guess I moved in with her. She was about four and she was just really hyper, loved to run. And we, I mean, we would go up hiking and she loved to hike and do all that. So it was just like one day I just took her on a run with me and then it became a thing where it got, I mean, she still does this. Like I can't phone, I have to sneak where I'm foam rolling before my run. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. The foam rolling is just, is, is just so, yeah, it's impossible. It's impossible. Like you can't do it. No, and even when I got back from my run today, like tried to stretch. She's like, hi, I'm going to sit on you. I'm 75 pounds, but I'm going to sit on you. Yes. (laughs) And then Sitka's like, oh. I'll come too. And I'm like, no, it's, it's so funny that they sit on. Yeah. That you get sat on too. Cause that's the other thing. You're like, what are you doing? The half sit on you and then on the floor and then like going under your legs, like what it's just, it's a hot mess. It's so funny because I don't know what it is, but so our loft is like open concept. So we have doors for the bathroom, like our closets, but for, to go into like the one bedroom, it's just like an open doorway kind of. And we have this floor mirror that's like right between, like right at the open area. And Brooks, I think it's weirded out. Like he sees like the room, but like doesn't know what's going on. And he doesn't come into our room because he gets like, he's li- li- like literally scared like to come in. Cause he's just like so thrown off with the mirror, which I will say at first I felt like bad. Like he doesn't care. Cause he'll just like do his own thing. Like, everywhere else in the apartment but um he would like he like peeks in and he creepily will stare at you in the morning because he like looks at you through the mirror so you can like see the bed and when he wants to get up and is ready to start his day you'll wake up and you just see him like laying there like staring at you it's the strangest thing bonus our uh sheets are not hairy because he sheds a lot so that's been really nice so that's where moments that I'm like oh I wish he was in bed which he's 90 pounds so like you only want, and they sprawl like they start off all curled up in like a donut and then it just like goes like this and then even on a king bed it's not big enough for even like one person but yeah he's it's been I've enjoyed my non-hairy space like I've never had that in a house with him so this was so much fun and I'm like we could sit here talking about dogs all day because I know I know it could be literally for know. longer but, but. Okay, we'll cut ourselves off. <laughs> Just follow us on Instagram for updates on what our dogs are doing today. I know. I'll share his zoomies, his empty hallway zoomies later. <laughs> um, so speaking of that, where can the listeners follow you and connect with you? Yeah, so um my Instagram handle is at Tony Kenger, T-O-N-I-K-E-N-G-O-R, and then website relentlessrunners.com. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. We definitely went on a tangent about our dogs, but we can't help it. We love them so much. They are amazing. So again, thank you for listening. If you love the episode, give us a nice little review and we will see you next week. Bye.